0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Let's Talk Work Life. In this episode, we are going to discuss about what do loyal employees want or otherwise how to keep loyal employees happy. Let's talk about loyalty. When you say the word loyalty, it's usually associated with people who are really old. In corporate terms, I think even 30 and 40 is called old. So loyalty in corporate offices is kind of derided these days. Uh, what the hell? Loyalty is even uh, even in relationship, it's not valued these days, right? Um, so, when, while loyalty of employees are derided or and in one end, um, at least by those who constantly ship companies or by those who are young and new to work life, because uh, people are really young to realize that uh, jumping is only fun till a point and then everybody chooses to settle in a particular company, uh, so yes, on one end, even if it is derided, on the other end, corporates value loyalty, at least in paper, uh, or at least corporates do know the cost of training someone new. Employee loyalty, some say it's a generational thing. Uh, like employees of old generation tend to stick around with the same company for long. The current generation, millennial or Gen Z, whatever you want to call it. Uh, by the way, the generational uh, listing the standard in u.s standard is kind of out of sync with indian uh, standard just saying uh, they like to move around so the current generation supposed to move around as against the older generation i have a different view on this particular point Uh, employee loyalty is an age thing job market thing and a little bit of generational wealth thing i suppose if i start explaining this uh, message in this podcast the main message will be the Kind of, I, I will be deviating from the main message, so let me leave it aside. If need be, I'll have a separate uh, podcast on this particular topic of why I say this. Uh, employee loyalty is not a generational thing, so it's a different point. Let's leave it uh, for now. Uh, so, coming back to employee loyalty, it will be a thing of corporates because uh, corporates themselves have had uh, been around for a long time, and they want people to run for them for a long time. Why, uh, why I don't want to include startup loyalty here is because startup themselves wouldn't know how or what they are building their company for. Uh, are they going to build and stay around for a long time? or they building it to sell or to be acquired? So the mindset of the founders is different and so expecting or even defining loyalty in that unstable environment is a different task in itself. Uh, Startups are startups. They haven't been long around in the landscape to expect loyalty from employees. Because I guess the primary goal of startups is to get loyal customers uh, in the first place. But again, um, probably startups do expect loyalty from their employees within the time frame they have been around. But it would be too short to call it as loyalty. But anyway, let me just say that this particular podcast and this particular topic is about Uh, corporates that that have been around for decades or kind of forever so the employees too many of them stick around forever with the same company so we are just going to talk about loyalty of such kind of employees towards corporates right welcome to the podcast let's talk work life this is your host Pratibha Wilson Here in this podcast, we'll talk a lot about work life with a bit of extra attention to working women life. As adults, we spend a lot of time at work, but there is not enough space where we discuss about it. Probably we don't want to talk about it because we have spent an awful amount of time at work and we don't want to think about it anymore. I get that. But to make something better, there is no other way except to talk about it. And when we spend an awful amount of time at workplace, it's only logical for us to make it better for our own good. We definitely need to find ways to talk about our work life in a light, informal, safe and productive way. So through this podcast, I hope to bring in interesting content on topics related to work life and working women life. I hope you all enjoy listening into the episodes as much as I enjoy creating them. So yeah, welcome to the podcast, let's talk work life and let's dive into this week's episode. let's uh, dissect loyalty. What is loyalty? Loyalty, uh, the typical definition of loyalty is when a person stays faithful, faithful to a country, religion, to a cause, obligation. In a person-to-person interaction, you are uh, expected to be loyal to a friend, spouse, etc. Right? It is kind of holding allegiance to that uh, other party saying, I stand by you, your values, no betrayal, etc. Staying loyal to a company means uh, staying true to its cause that is delivering value to the customers as written company's mission statement, staying true to its company culture, staying true to its ethics defined internally and many such things. If you notice there is no timeline explicitly defined to the word faithfulness or loyalty. So we can technically argue. Why employees even uh, engaged in a shorter employment period with the company can be, could be called loyal because the same employees could sincerely deliver the work, be committed to the business cause even for the shorter duration uh, they are en- employed with the company, right? Technically that, co- that is possible, that is very much possible. Uh, they can be termed as they were loyal to the company for the term they uh, stayed with the comp- uh, they stayed employed with the company, right? Um, unlike friendship or country, when you quit on a country or friendship, it's called betrayal. When you quit a company, it's not exactly betrayal. You're just quitting and moving on. So there is no, even though there is no timeline explicitly defined to the word faithfulness or loyalty, it is somehow inherently carries the forever meaning in it that is why loyalty is often associated with the tenure or the length of duration or a long time in work life this is why it is often associated with the tenure of the employee because only an employee who sees themselves as a part of the organization uh, for a long term will think and deliver and take decision that supports the organization's growth in a long term an employee who has decided to stay only for a shorter period of time would um, they would be limited by the short-term vision for themselves. When an employee sees themselves for a year or two, even three with the company, they cannot see more than that for the company or the customers uh, the company serves. That is exactly why the tenure of the employee is often associated with the loyalty of the employee. Understood? This is what I would call loyalty, an intention to stay with the company for long and following through with that intention. Even if employees had that intention, sometimes life has twists and turns, which no one can escape from. Uh, so employees might quit because of that. That's un- unavoidable. And there are cases wherein the employees or like they see themselves jump ship every so often because uh, they see that as a part of their growth process. Again, you cannot do anything about that. Uh, you can call it as a corporate itchy feet. It's for the employees to take care of it. So again, organizations cannot do much about employees who have that kind of a perspective uh, towards their career growth. So companies uh, can only or rather should care about loyal employees. When I say loyal employees, this this is what exactly I mean. Those who have the intention to serve the company and its customers for a long time or forever. I, I know long is relative but you very well know six months or one year or two years is not long enough. The reason I say intention to serve and not actually serve because one, one reason is life has a lot of twists and turns as I mentioned earlier, uh, employees might have uh, to part companies even if they did not want to, uh, want to in the first place due to different life situations. And another reason is companies do not want to wait to, till really 5 years or 10 years to identify loyal employees and then start uh, waking up and recognizing them and celebrating them. Organization should engage with loyal employees in their formative years. So, um, in the fifth or the tenth year, those employees will be loyal employees rallying for the company, not loyal employees dragging their feet and contemplating change because the companies forgot about them and uh, there is a disconnect between the loyal employees and the company's engagement to them to make them really productive and effective. Now that we have sorted out the definition for loyalty, let's jump into the factors that affect or that um, attracts employees to become loyal to the organizations. So The first one is around hike, a decent hike to keep up with inflation. Uh, If you follow my post, I often write about how money is important. I personally believe money definitely has a lot of worth. Some people say, many people say money is not everything, but I would say it is something for everyone. Uh, Even as per uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, food, warmth, uh, security, which are all dependent on money, comes first. And self-actualization, which is living to your fullest creative purpose or fullest creative potential, comes last. That is, only when you have enough money to meet the basic needs of comfort, then will you start thinking about purpose and everything else. And that is why I mentioned decent height to keep up with inflation. I could also expand it to say a high cut par with inflation for the employees to keep up with their lifestyle within the economic strata they belong to. In India, we have way too many economic strata that cannot honestly be defined or limited within lower middle class, upper middle class or rich. We need to do some uh, studies to improvise our definition of uh, different economic strata. That is again a side point. But anyway, so what I mean to say is, yes, hike across the industries will be different. So the respective company should keep up with industry standard and inflation. Because before employees commit themselves to be loyal to the companies, they have to fix the need of money for themselves and their families first. Unless they can feel assured that their income is going to be stable to protect their family needs, the only mindset that will drive them every day is, Uh, what will be my hike, where will I get it, will I get a better hike if I stay within the organization or will I uh, get a better hike when I jump the organization. So the primary thought would be around money. We cannot blame employees for that. Serving companies or serving companies or customers and living its value is equivalent to living one's own true potential, which is the last peak in Maslow's hierarchy. The way Maslow's hierarchy applies in personal life, in professional life, on individual uh, individual's uh, goal, it also applied, applies towards the employees' extension towards an organization relationship towards an organization. Um, so as I said, um, hike needs to be at par to keep with the living standards of the employees in their peer group. When that is set, employees would start thinking about company's business. Basically, the employee should have some confidence in company that. Uh, They would get a certain percentage of increase every year and they can plan their family budget accordingly. Once that mind is cleared of that primary need, the employees will start uh, thinking in terms of what could they do to bring uh, their company to the next level. How do they live uh, to their fullest potential, which in turn will turn uh, towards serving the organization and serving the organization's uh, customers and so whatever said and then whatever different studies say the primary need is related to hike and India especially a decent hike to keep up with the inflation is a must for uh, any organization to gain loyal employees now the second point is around a sense that company values you and means it now every company knows that they should make employees feel valuable it's nothing new Every company knows, every leader knows, every manager knows, but knowing isn't acting. That's where the problem arises. Simple. You can't say you value the employee when the first action your organization can think of when uh, coming to the point of cutting costs is to reduce the employee count. You cannot say you value the employee when you keep telling or threatening the employees that automation is taking over the world unless you really want to nudge them towards the right direction of learning something new. You cannot say you value the employee so you can ask uh, and then you ask them to learn every uh, new skill in the world but you cannot assign them a meaningful project to help them employ their newly acquired skill set. Again, you cannot on one end say I value you and then in appraisal meeting you say that others can easily replace you because you don't know what else to say or you cannot handle the appraisal discussion at all. Um, this is a line manager, some managers say when they cannot handle a question related to salary or promotion. Of course, in all of my previous quote and examples, you can say that second part is a reality of the situation we live in. That is employees are replaceable. When that is what I can say is when that is a reality you believe in, do not expect employees to buy into this company values you quote. So the problem here is the organizations talk about employee value in the paper, but when it comes to reality at the manager level, at the middle layer level, it kind of dilutes. Leaders talk about it, but it doesn't get translates into it. Because the problem here is managers themselves do not believe what is, uh, they do not understand what is the value they bring into the organization. So they in turn cannot imbibe the same value or they cannot help employees reporting to them, see the value they bring into the organization. So the part of the problem is, company truly believing believing in the value of the employees. For that, a company or organization or the leaders should see the value of employee first. Let's say whenever ISRO launches a satellite, I know ISRO isn't a corporate, but the example will make sense. It's more relatable. So whenever ISRO launches a satellite, we all get go- goosebumps, and every scientist who sits in the mission control room, they just sit to sit and they can witness a success. Accolades and wishes pour into the scientists, pour in for the scientists. What about the employees who were involved in the building of the component parts? They might not have contributed to the highly intellectual side of the project, but they contributed to the flawless delivery of components which made the satellite launch a critical success, isn't it? Every damn component in a satellite launch has to be flawless according to specification, according to T, to the T. I'm sure most of the manufacturing process would have been automated, but not without human intervention. Even the manufacturing process design would have been done by another employee, probably of another company. But every one of them contributed to the critical satellite launch. Unless you see these intricate values, you as an organization, you as a leader, see these intricate values every employee brings in, you will not be able to instill the sense of value in employees. Right? So first you as an organization, you as a leader, you as a manager have to see the value every employee brings in. Then only you will be able to install it in the employees. If you do not believe in the value system, then, then, then just don't talk about it. Faking it till making it will not work here. It will only backfire making the employees feel squeezy whenever they interact with you. So obviously, the next question is: If you do not see the value in employee, uh, what do you do about it? Obviously, the answer is: How do you make them valuable to you? Which is uh, these days, a lot of companies are identifying that skill gap is a major issue because technology and changes are happening in the business environment so fast, and uh, the organizations are sometimes uh, way in the back uh, way behind not catching up with the environment so they want the uh, employees to learn a lot of new things so that they can take the organization forward so yes they have to uh, as an organization you have to identify what you want your employees to learn and help them with all the trainings now we need to be careful here because what I've seen happening is that organizations does all that give trainings identify technologies or Anything that's happening new in the industry, they encourage the employees to go get trained, get certified, everything happens and employees also go and do that. But once that is done, the next step is for the employees to put their skill to use, put their newly acquired knowledge to use. That is where the organizations lack. Organizations still uh, do not move fast or they do not create opportunities where the employees can employ their newly acquired skill set. When that happens, again, you create a gap in the value system because employees will be lost. You asked me to learn a lot of new stuff to make myself valuable, but now you're not giving me opportunity to do that. What am I supposed to do? So organizations should really clearly think about whether you want to value your employee in the old ways because it has been working. They are obviously contributing to your business success. So acknowledge what the work they are doing and take them, uh, take their value for what they are serving at this moment, or help them acquire the new skill set, and then provide them the opportunity so that they help you get the organization forward. These are the only two options. You cannot have a midway wherein you just have employees learn something, but then they cannot use it anywhere, and you cannot leave them lost. It is as good as not valuing, um, not. Uh, acknowledging their value in the first place, which is the problem we are trying to solve, right? So, um, these are the two main points which organizations looking for loyalty in employees should do to gain and sustain the employee loyalty. At the end, I would like to add, I am not recommending employees should stick with the company forever. There is a time for loyalty and there is a time to fly away, to find a new home. Cross-pollination is always good for the workforce and employer. And uh, I also want to add another point wherein uh, I could have added a work-life balance to this list but in India there are very few companies who can stand out to declare that they actually care about work-life balance of the employees so it doesn't matter actually and it still cannot compete with salary in the Indian context and as far as with the practical data we see with our own eyes, right? So, looping back to my initial point where the intention to serve long is more important than actually serving. But if they actually serve long, it is good. But the intention to serve long is more important. When organizations pays employees well and finds a way to instill the sense of purpose in employees, the employees will be encouraged to serve the company for long. So the intention to stay long will be intensified, making them loyal employees in the making. The intention is what the organizations want loyal employees in the making would be then like i'm happy with the organization i'm going to be here for long so let me just go ahead and uh, do the best for the business and customer so that they take care of me in return that would be the mindset of the employees and that is exactly what the organizations want and that brings us to the end of this episode episode number 10 what do loyal employees want or otherwise how to make uh, loyal employees happy right so yes uh, if you like this episode please drop me a note at tomorrow at gmail.com I'll spell it for you it's P R A T H I B A dot Q U I T T O M O R R O W at gmail.com I'd be very glad to get some feedbacks from you thank you for listening in and yes I have just one more request I have started a program called Second Act. It is for helping uh, working women on career breaks re-enter the workforce. Uh, I have a lot of details related to that in my quittomorrow.com website. You can check it out, or you can drop me a note in the same email ID, pratibha.quittomorrow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you or you know any of your female friends who are in a career break and they want to re-enter the workforce, uh, please get in touch with me. That program will help them prepare and re-enter the workforce with confidence, right? Okay, Uh, so yes, this is the end of this episode. Until we meet again next time, it's Pratibha Wilson. Let's talk work life.